Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 126. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I'm really excited to introduce a very special guest, Chuck Bennett. Chuck, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? You bet. All right. It's great to have you here. Chuck Bennett is the president of Zymol, a unique and premium car care company that he started over 30 years ago. The unique formulas are rooted in nature and science, and the first batch of Zymol was cooked up in a coffee urn in Chuck's kitchen. The brand is known worldwide among automotive enthusiasts, and he's been creating high-quality car care for the most discerning collectors to the avid enthusiasts who want his or her vehicles to look their best while being protected from the elements. And I'll tell you, listeners, I've been using Zymol since I was a youngster detailing cars. I love the brand. Originally based in Connecticut, he moved the company to Brooksville, Florida, where he grows his own carnauba and other plants that he uses in the Zymol products that are pure, powerful, and perfect. So, Chuck, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you Could you take a moment and share a little bit more about your history, your business, your interests, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, if we were to look at my history, I was born in New York, moved to Connecticut. It was kind of interesting growing up in Connecticut, sort of bucolic environment. Everyone there was doing some interesting things. If you didn't own a Volvo, then God knows what you owned. (laughs) And then... (laughs) <laughs> boxy but good. Yeah. Um, and then and then what happened was, you know, as I as I had gone through, you know, my life as a young fellow working for different companies, working in the computer industry, I decided one day that I needed to do something for my car. And I was lucky. I had a nineteen what I consider to be a really wonderful car, mm-hmm. nineteen seventy eight BMW five thirty in Topaz. What a wonderful color. Yeah. And what I wanted to do with that car is I wanted to protect that car because I love this car. Mm-hmm. It drove wonderful. It was. It didn't look like a Volvo. Uh, it didn't handle like a Volvo. It was a great car. Yeah. Nothing against Volvo. Volvos are wonderful cars. But back in the back in like the seventies, this was uh, this was a really amazing little automobile. Sure. I I had gone to Germany about the same time that the show Roots was on television. Uh-huh. I had gone to Germany to investigate my ancestry. We went to a town in Germany called Bischofsheim on the Tauber River, and there. 
there were people restoring horse-drawn carriages. Carriages are called landows, was the, was the terminology for the carriage. And they had been using this kind of pomade that was made from god-awful stuff, and it was put over the top of the acrylic paints that were on there, or enamels, actually. I said, geez, that, that looks wonderful. Maybe I should try to do that myself. So I brought some back. Come to find out it was made from all these different kinds of animal fat, lard, and hose. It was really disgusting. Sure. I said, we've got to change this around because I can't use this. And all I was doing was looking for something for, my, for myself. I wasn't interested in starting a company. It wasn't my idea. When I finally got down to figuring out how to get this to work, and we can maybe talk about that a little bit later on, oh, sure. I was able to get it to work. I started giving a lot of this product away to friends in the BMW Car Club and uh, until the wife one day sat me down and we've got to think about this. Was This was like 1979, and she said, um, you know, you gave away about $1,500 of our money last month. <laughs> yeah. By the look on her face, I knew that wasn't going to continue. Sure. So I said, well, what am I going to do? And she says, well, it's either you have to start selling it to people or you have to stop giving it to them. Right. You know, just make it for yourself. Sure. So I decided to try and sell it, and that's a whole other story for another for another interview. It's a long story. Yeah. But what comes out is we started a company up. It's been... Uh, you told me I should I should strap in and get ready for a wild ride. <laughs> Boy, this has been a wild ride. This has been like a roller coaster ride, and it's been in multiple countries. The company is is doing exceptionally well. You know, we're considered to be the standard of what car care ought to be. Mm-hmm. People are right. You know, we date our you know our, all of our time in Connecticut until about five years ago when I realized that one of the best agricultural bases in the United States was in Florida, considering Florida's got 300 days of sunshine. Mm-hmm. There are thousands, thousands of acres available in Florida that can be that can, you can either buy or you can lease them and grow product on them. And there's wonderful companies down here that take these agricultural products and produce whatever you want from them, one of which happens to be Florida Chemical, who we get our, our uh, citric terpenes from. Mm-hmm. And from there, it's just been incredible. We've, we're just we're enjoying every moment of being down here and being able to get access to the raw materials we need at a, at a moment's notice. Yeah, it's a fantastic entrepreneurial journey, and of course, entrepreneurs know it's a roller coaster ride in any business, up and down and sideways. But it's just fantastic, and I love the approach that you took from the beginning with the natural products, and you've stayed true to form. And we'll talk a little bit more later about some of the different fields you're moving into, of course, but. I always like to continue our journey with my guests with a success quote. And this is something that has been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Car Chat. And Chuck, I know you love to drive, so take the wheel. Okay. Well, my inspirational quote, uh, in fact, you said it before, is pure, powerful, perfect. Mm. They can have hyphens in between those words. It could be it could have commas in between those words, but most importantly, it's got an exclamation point at the end of those words. <laughs> if you're going to make product, you've got to do some things that, that people recognize. People want purity in their product. Mm-hmm. They want products that work the way that they want them to work. They've got to be powerful. They've got to be powerful in, in providing the kind of working environment that customers want to have. When they, when they want to clean their leather, if, when they want to dress their leather, when they want to go ahead and take the hairline scratches out of their paint, they want something that's powerful that's going to do that, and they want that 
product to be perfect in its results. That's what we strive for. That's what we've lived by. It's sort of been, if someone were to say, okay, what's your mission statement? There it is. Perfect. Pure, powerful, and perfect. Pure, powerful, and perfect. I love that. That's great. And you, you answered my next question about how you've incorporated that into your brand and into your lifestyle. And of course, we know automotive enthusiasts are so persnickety about their vehicles. They really want to take care of them. And, and that's how I learned about you back in my, my young days of detailing cars. And I had a, in our pre-show, Chuck, we talked about I had a client who had very special cars, Porsches, Ferraris, Alfa Romeos, all black. And he insisted that I only use your products. And that's how I was introduced to them. And they became part of my arsenal and have been ever since. So that's fantastic. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? You talked about your BMW, but maybe it happened earlier. Was there a pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car guy? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have a funny feeling, Mark, that that pivotal moment is for every car person, guy or gal. Mm -hmm. It's the day that you get behind the wheel of a car and you realize that there is this unwritten but very loud, very vocal message about freedom. Mm. And I think that that's all about that. When The day that we're driving down the road and we, we know where we're going, we're just new drivers and we're driving down the road, we're supposed to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. For me, it was, dri- it was driving to Musquamacut in Rhode Island, the beach. And I was driving to Musquamacut. It, it was a Saturday morning, very early. There's a little shop on the way there that that makes coffee, they're probably not there anymore, called the Dew Drop-In. Oh. <laughs> it used to be on Route 2. I don't know if it's there anymore. If it is, everyone should stop there. You stop in on the way to Musquamacut Beach, and it's kind of chilly, you know, in the morning in, in Connecticut during the summer. You stop in, get a cup of coffee, get some scrambled eggs, whatever it is, and you get back on the road. That unbelievable feeling of freedom that you've got because you can drive an automobile. And then it's kind of interesting about what kind of cars you're driving. I don't know if it really matters which car at that point you're driving, but your passion gets built up about the car. Mm -hmm. Here's this vehicle that gives you, that promises and delivers so much just by sitting there. It doesn't even have to move. It's a culmination of, and you start thinking about it, it's a culmination of engineering and design and forethought and all of those things that the best minds of the moment had put together and if you really start examining that automobile, they really are wondrous. Yes, yes. That's why we have a love for our cars. I agree with you. Great answer. Chuck, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood a bit and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced in your career. But the most important part of this question is, how did you overcome it and what did you learn from it? Oh, okay. This is... This is very interesting. It goes back to me creating the wax, the, the first formula that actually worked. And this is, this is that, that moment. Getting under the hood is sort of a misnomer. It's, it's really understanding what I'm going to be facing by just lifting the hood. That was part <laughs> of the problem. Okay. We had brought back, I had brought back, as I mentioned, I brought back some of that pomade that was made from uh, animal fats and lard and suet and all those kinds of things. And the funny thing was is that uh, I substituted plant oils with the same fatty ester count uh, as those animal fats had. And I said to myself, I'm going to have a great product for myself that's going to work. And it didn't work. It was an absolute failure. Jeez, what am I going to do? 
And at that point, uh, my wife had been working for a company that was building allergy uh, formulary for the medical industry. And there were lots and lots of, of bioscientists there. And I'll never forget getting a chance to talk to this wonderful doctor, and, I, and this is PhD kind of doctor, from India. And I said, uh, I've got this problem. And, you know, we were just talking as I was waiting to pick her up from work. And uh, we struck up a conversation, and he says, so uh, tell me about your problem. And I explained the problem. He says, uh, in, a, in this wonderful accent, you know, give me a couple of days and come back and talk. So a few days, I gave him my, the formula that I had put together. In a few days, I came back, and he met me back in the front of the building as I was picking up the wife. And he says, uh, try this at home. So I took what he had done and tried it at home, and it worked. So I went back to him and I said, okay, what, what, what did I do wrong? What should I have done? And he said, you were missing the most important part of this product. He says, you took out all the animals and you, shouldn't have, you should have left one in. I'm thinking to myself, oh, okay. Hmm. Now, I have to tell you, I'm a vegetarian. So working, working with these kinds of products, with animal fats and those kinds of things, I can do it, but it gets a little, I really don't want them. So... What happens is I, I try it out, it works, and I says, okay, so which animal am I missing? And he said, which animal, he asks me the question, can convert plant oils to wax? Mm. And I'm sitting and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking. And I suddenly realized that to this doctor, insects are, are animals as well. Mm -hmm. And I said, B. And he <laughs> says, you're right. So what we do is that in our waxes, our waxes really in our container, they're not a wax, they're a zyme. They're like sourdough bread, you know, the starter. They're like, uh, they're like uh, yogurt, mm -hmm. the yogurt the starter. cultures, yeah. They're cultures. They don't, they don't become wax until you put them on the car. Oxygen starts the catalytic process of converting the plant oils on your car into a wax. Hmm. That's what zymol is all about. Wow. That's why they get packaged in a special kind of container. So my aha moment, that moment, that breakthrough moment, and I have to say this, is when I realized I better stop thinking I know everything. <laughs> better start thinking about getting good people to get involved with me to help me and to, and to guide me. And that, that was, I think, a very big aha moment for me because up until that point, I had been in the computer industry and I was the guy that knew everything. Yeah, so, wow. You know, very this cool. was a this was a big change to my psyche. Yeah, very cool. And you answered that next question, the aha moment for me, fantastically. I love, I loved how that that uh, that failure, if you will, that challenge. I like to use the word challenge over failure, but converted into that aha moment and how it has to do with talking to the right people. Fantastic. How about proudest moments in your business, your career? Is there one? I'm sure you've had so many, but is there one that really stands out to you? Yeah, I, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of proud moments. Um, and I guess you have, to, you have to put those into perspective. One of the proud moments that I have, and I think my company has, was when we were in Connecticut, we were employing people from an organization called SARA. And SARA is an organization that deals with people that have either physical, uh, emotional, or intellectual, you know, challenges. They don't, they, they can't, they can't do certain things. But we, we had a lot of people at one time every week on a Wednesday, we'd have 30 people come over from Sarah that would sit down and help us put product together. 
Yeah. And I have to tell you, the, you know, there's a whole lot that can be said about dedication and intent. And the people that were coming from Sarah had that at about a one, 150% mark. Yes. They would do exceptional work. That was a proud moment for us. Second proud moment for us is when the National Board of Governors, uh, this happened in the year 2000, voted us one of the most ecological companies in the United States, and we won the E2000 award, wow. which we're, we're still thrilled about, and we still have that in a lot of our, our documentation. Wow. And then moving on from there, I think another proud moment is every time we get asked by someone who's showing a car at an event and, uh, and they ask us for help and we jump in and we help and we don't charge for that. If someone's showing at Pebble or if someone's showing at Amelia or someone's showing it at Hilton Head or whatever the Concours event is and they have a challenge, we want to know about that challenge and we want to be there. We helped Ralph Lauren, all the guys we've helped, the guys that show even at smaller Concours at local events. Mm-hmm. It's, our, it's our job. And those are, you know, those for us are proud moments. Yeah, fantastic. And, and the other proud moment that we have is when somebody gets our product and either goes online to Facebook and, and says, holy mackerel, uh, look at this product. You know, look how this product has just, you know, revitalized my car. We were talking today with a, with a fellow about the fact that he had a, a beautiful black Porsche Speedster. He picked up the car, used, and this is recently. Mm-hmm. And he was going to take the car to be repainted, and he ran across one of our ads somewhere, and he decided to buy some of our products and work on the car. He worked on the car, drove the car to work, and one of his coworkers looked at him and said, wow, that was quick. You got that car painted pretty fast. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. And he came back to us and said, I can't believe it. You saved my paint. You saved me a paint job, but even more importantly, you helped me really fall in love with my car. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I understand. Us, we have proud moments that get measured on a daily basis. Here. Wonderful. That's, that's great. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Let's have a little bit of fun here. Would you tell me about your first really special car? Not so much your first car, unless that might have been the one, but the first one that was really special to you and, and maybe share a memory you had with that vehicle? Okay. Well, I will tell you what my first car was. And for all those people who don't know what they are, they need to go online and find one. Okay. It was a 1960 Rambler, Mm -hmm. and it was a six-speed with three on the tree. Now, people are going to have to, you know, get back to you or I or somebody to to tell us that they have found out what three on the tree means. (laughs) If they're old like me, they'll know what that is. Well, we do have a fair share of older listeners, so I think they'll figure that out. My first car had three on the tree, too, so. Yep. So it was a 60 Rambler, and I, and I loved it, and it was a wonderful automobile because it did everything I wanted it to do, and it did it really well. And, um, you know, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't such a, um, a great looker, but it was, a, it was a great driving automobile. So going back to my first, my first car that really, that really got me, it was that BMW. It was that... That BMW 530 that, you know, that I had, that nice 1978 530 that it talked to me. That car talked to me. I would dream about driving that car. Yeah, and when I had it, <laughs> I dreamed about driving it. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. But I, I, I dreamed about driving the car. It was, it was so pretty, so wonderful. One, I wish I had it. I don't have it anymore. 
but I'm glad I had it when I had an incident, and that car saved my life. Really? Yeah, yeah. How's, and I, I think how is I that? Think BMW builds marvelous automobiles. Was it from an accident? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, okay. I was down in Milford, Connecticut, and I was driving. I was driving through a green light, and um, if anyone knows where this intersection is, it's called Cherry Street. There's five streets that merge onto one intersection. And from behind me, at the bottom of a hill, a fire truck was coming up full blast. And I never heard him because he was at the bottom of the hill. It was raining. I had my radio on. The windows were closed. And he came up and hit me good. Oh, goodness. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. And, wow. you know, spun me around, just took off about the nose of the car when he did that. I was a little bit in shock and a little upset, obviously. Yeah. I remembered where the breakers were for the fuel pumps because they, they you had access to those in the 78 530 i turned off the fuel pumps and i opened the car door swung right open as i started getting out of the car you know, the fire one of the firemen came running over to me and told me to stay in the car and i said why you know mm -hmm. uh, i got out of the car i wasn't hurt uh, my car was destroyed yeah 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 but i wasn't hurt and uh and i missed that car you know, yeah. that it, and when I pass on, I know that that car is going to be waiting for me in heaven. It's going to be there. <laughs> Wonderful. Right? It'll be there. Well, you may have answered my next question, and that has to do with seller's remorse. Is, is there a vehicle that you've let go that you really wish you could have back, or in this case, got destroyed? Well, you know, it's that car and the other seller's remorse I have, but I had an Acura Coupe, and I had one of the Acura Coupes that had the electric closing doors. Oh, Six-cylinder. Okay. Acura Coupe, I think, I'm not sure, we're going to be around a 19, maybe a 1994, mm -hmm. somewhere in there. Acura Coupe. I, I didn't really own it. I leased it, and I kick myself every day for turning that car back in for lease instead of just buying it out of the lease and keeping it because that's a marvelous automobile. Hmm. Yeah. My yeah. goodness, what a, what a fun car. Yeah, we had an Acura for a long time from that era, and it was a really great car. Just a fantastic yeah. car. They did some great things. And the guest I had on this morning, his uh, his dream car that I'll be asking you at the end of this is it was an Acura NSX. So uh, oh, and, oh he, no. and he already had oh, it. No. He already had it in his garage, but he he loved that. He loves that car. Drives it every day and has had it for many years. So, but uh, great story. How about projects? Is there a project you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? Well, there's a couple of projects. One project that we're, that in fact, it's funny you mention this, I'm going to be on the mixing team, mixing and testing team, mm -hmm. um, is a brand new tire dressing and tire cleaner. So it's a cleaner and a dressing at the same time. Mm. That works two different ways depending on how you apply it. Really? So it, acts, it acts differently based upon how you apply the product. If you spray the product on the wheel, or the tire, excuse me, and you leave it there, what will happen is you'll end up with, Sort of a sort of a bit of a gloss mm -hmm. to that tire. If you spray it on the tire, you wait for 30 seconds, and you rub it with one of our applicators, you'll end up with a satin finish. No kidding. So you, you can, so you can choose what results you want based upon how you apply it. Ooh. So we're getting together this week. Um, we haven't released that product yet. Oh my God! I'm probably I'm probably setting up for phone calls. <laughs> we haven't released that product yet, um, but it's going to be a dual action tire cleaner and dressing that's coming out from our from our company. So I'm on the mix I'm on the mix and 
the mix and test team for that. And uh, the second product that we're working on is a brand new spray cleaner and conditioner for cabriolet tops. Oh, nice. And that, that one we should have probably ready by spring. Mm-hmm. We'll have that one ready. Very so there are two cool. new projects that, that I'm working on that are car-related products. Well, that top cleaner I could have used way back. I had an 84 Porsche Cabriolet that had a canvas top, and, oh, that thing was just so difficult to keep clean the right way. Luckily, I lived in San Diego, and I drove drove it every day, but I never put the top up. I think I went three, <laughs> I think I went 300 days once, and I drove that car to work every day without putting the top up because it didn't rain. But wow. then I moved up here to the northwest and basically had to sell it because it's, it's useless up here. It rains so darn much, but... Uh, that sound, those sound like some great products. I'm very interested in that tire product because I love keeping my cars looking great and especially yeah. the tires. So I can't wait for that to come out. Now, Chuck, here's a really interesting question. This is always a bit revealing about how people feel about themselves. If you were a car, what kind of car would Chuck Bennett be and why? Boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. What kind of car would I be? Yeah. Boy, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of... It's kind of interesting. I think, I think what I would be uh, is I would be either a, I'd be between a 1961 to a 1963 Corvette, mm. right? Yeah. And I would be that as an homage to Buzz and Todd. You know who Buzz and Todd were, right? No. Who's that? No. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. You, you, you are a young guy. <laughs> well... The, the original you. Route six, the original Route sixty six television show, the two, the two characters were Buzz and Todd. Yes, and okay. I, you know, and the reason why I think if I were a car, I'd be that, because that car said to the world, you know, like like the current Corvette says to the world, that when when engineers here in the United States put their heads together, mm-hmm. they can produce incredible machinery. Yes. And that 61 to 63 Corvette, that car screamed freedom. The whole idea behind the the show of Route 66 was Buzz and Todd were driving across the country. That's what their job was, was to just, you know, actually they didn't have jobs. They drove into town and they would pick up some jobs somewhere. They'd do something. And the script was, you know, the story was written about how either somebody got into trouble or somebody helped somebody out. You know, they'd solve some problems in town. They'd get back in the car and they'd ride off into the sunset. Yeah, it was sort of like a combination between the Lone Ranger <laughs> and um, Quantum Leap, you know, yeah. the show that came after that. So they would get to town, they'd get faced with a the problem, they'd solve the problem, and they'd move on. Mm-hmm. But that car was so beautiful, and the freedom that car announced driving down the road was just beautiful. I, that's what I'd be between a '61 and a '63 Corvette. Well, see, this is why I like this question so much, because it is revealing the freedom that you talked about at the beginning of the show, freedom that vehicles allow us, combined with coming to the rescue, which Zymol car care products do. They come to the rescue. So see, see how that all wove back together? I don't know if you planned that, but if you did. No, you... I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it worked really well. That's why I love that question. It's, and you answered it in an excellent way. I appreciate that. Okay, Chuck, we're entering what I call the last lap, and this is where I fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you're buckled up and ready? I'm ready. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, The best automotive advice I've ever received. 
Oh my gosh. Auto, just simply automotive? Yeah. This is cars, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I think the best advice I've ever received is do everything. Do That's everything. That's the best advice I've ever received. <laughs> do everything. Okay. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Yeah, I you know, in looking at um at personal habits that I have and there's one that I I really focus on all the all the time and that's trusting my guts. Mm. And maybe that's the maybe it's not a right term, but it, that's like trusting your intuition, trusting yes. trusting what you believe. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. I had a a uh, very eclectic guest on my 100th show, Magnus Walker, who's known for his passion for Porsches, and and he's the same thing. He's always trusted his gut, and he's just fallen into success after success after success. So that's a great answer. Do you have a resource that you could share with our listeners that you're really fond of? Perhaps it's a website, or it's a blog you get, or just a great resource. Yeah, I think I think that the best resource that anyone can have and there's going to be some people who go, oh, no, not at all. But the best resource you can have is your significant other. Uh, I've, heard that's, I've heard that answer before. I like it. Yeah. And, you know, because you need, you need to be able to share your successes with someone. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to do that immediately because there's a celebration that needs to take place there. You also need to be able to, success, to share your, your failures with someone. Yes. You need to be able to sit down and say, listen, I tried this. It didn't work. And to get somebody else's opinion about what maybe you should be doing, um, significant others uh, are the best. They're the best, the best aid. They're the best guidance you could have. They're the best, the best ombudsman that you could have. Yeah. They really, they really will will help you because no matter what, right after you're done going through this exercise of telling them about your success or your failure. They're still standing next to you. Yeah. You know, I love your answer there because you talked about when Zymol Car Care really started, you were making this product for yourself and giving it away. And it was your wife who said, hey, I've got an idea here. (laughs) And look where it brought you. And I share with you, I've been married for over 30 years here now to Jill, my wonderful wife, so supportive and uh, always been next to me. And you're right. And I've heard that from many of my guests. Uh, Those of us who are fortunate to have a partner in our life, a real true life partner, wife, spouse, friend, whatever it is, are very, very fortunate people. So that's a great answer. How about books? Is there one book in particular that you could share with the Cars Yeah listeners that you really like? You know, there's there's lots of automotive books I like. There's books that are that are pictorials that are done by by wonderful people. There's great photographers out there. There's all kinds of wonderful automotive books, stories about different people in, involved in automobiles. There's a book that I love the most, and I pick it up and I read it when I'm trying to find some some inspiration for myself. Mm-hmm. And that book is The Inventions of Nikola Tesla. Ah, wonderful. Yeah. Now, yeah. Nikola Tesla was, a, was an incredible, incredible engineer. And he learned, every time he invented something, he learned from that invention and went on to the next invention. Mm-hmm. Sure. He wasn't, sat- he wasn't satisfied with, trying to take the previous invention and make it work better. That wasn't his goal. Mm-hmm. His goal was to always find something new, something interesting, some other problem he could solve. And, you know, it, it, that sort of is where Zymol has been for the last 30-plus years in just trying to solve problems, everyday problems that people have. Yeah. And I think Tesla's book 
sort of is a it, it's a good it's a good testament to how dictuitiveness and making our position known and trusting your guts work. Absolutely. I I love that. I remember, I don't know if this is a true quote, but somebody asked uh, Albert Einstein, how does it feel to be the smartest man in the world? And he said, I don't know. Ask Tesla. (laughs) Ask Nikola Tesla. Yeah. The other thing that was also great about Einstein is when when a reporter who thought he was going to corner Albert Einstein one day says, "Uh, Mr. Einstein, what's your telephone number? And Albert Einstein picked up the phone book and started thumbing through the phone book. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then the reporter said, Mr. Einstein, you're the smartest man in the world, and you don't know your phone number. He says, no. He says, I know where I can find it, though. Yeah, yeah. I write it down so I don't have to remember it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's, that's a right. great one. And uh, yeah. I'll remind our listeners that you can find links to all these great re- great resources that Chuck has shared with us today at com slash Chuck Bennett. How about interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, music, um, horses. I mean, yeah, big fan of, of musical instruments. We've just started a new recording studio here, getting involved in, in the music industry. Also, horses. We have a property that has horses on it. My interests are they're all over the board. I collect watches. I collect wines. I collect cars. I've got a 1976 NSX sitting in the garage that's got 11,000 miles on it, and it has the original factory plastic covers on the on the kick panels. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's red with a biscuit interior. It's absolutely stunning. Nice. It's only got 11,000 miles. Um, so we've got all kinds of cars out there. I collect all kinds of musical instruments. You know, my, I've got a lot of a lot of interest in a lot of things. I think the thing that really uh, really gets me excited the most is engineering. Mm-hmm. The way that the way that uh, items are have been thought about, and how engineers have gotten together and put them together, and how they work once they are put together. I think that's the beauty. Yeah. And I think that you can whatever whatever it excites you. You really need, and I'm going to use your phrase. Mm-hmm. You really need to lift the hood, <laughs> take a look, and say, "Gee, what what makes this work, and why is it why yeah. is it so?" So incredible. Yeah, get under the hood and get your hands a little dirty. That's, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Well, Chuck, this last question I have for you can be a real doozy for people who love to collect cars. And if you could only have one collector car in your garage, and this is something that you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with, so that little trick's off the table, but money's no object. Today I'm going to buy you whatever you would like. What would that vehicle be and why? Easy. It's a 1978 Topaz BMW 530i. <laughs> that car back. Wow. I need that car back. Yeah, you're making it easy on me today. I had a guess on a few days ago that, it's, of course, said a GTO, and I went, oh, man, that's going to break the bank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, great. Yeah, an old BMW for me would be wonderful. Fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Well, that's awesome. Well, Chuck, you've taken me on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that BMW? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really simple. I think that people need to remember that quality isn't cheap. It's not, it's not even inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Quality is something that they should put into everything they do and everything they buy and everything they own and everything they think about, their conversations with other people, the statements they make to other people, how they 
how they conduct themselves, how they treat life as a quality event. Magnificent. Yeah, I love that. That's fantastic. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about Zymol? There's lots of ways. First is that we have a website, obviously, and that's Zymol.com. It's pretty easy to find that. There is Facebook. Uh, we've got Facebook. We have Zymol. I think Zymol Lifestyle is our Facebook page. There's also Zymol Music Facebook. But I think, I think Facebook is really a good place to go because we have a lot of people that are exchanging ideas. Up. And again, just hearing what we have to say isn't enough. Uh, you have to listen to what other people are saying. And we, we like to post uh, and have posts on our Facebook page that say, gee, I love this product, or gee, this product didn't work for me because that gives us a challenge to go find out why and make sure it does work for the person. And at the end of the day, we want to hear from everybody and we want to share uh, what their results are and we want to provide people with everything from our company, from Zymol.com uh, or our Facebook page. We want to provide everything that's pure, powerful, and perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll remind our listeners that you can find links to everything at carsyeah.com slash Chuck Bennett. Just go to his show notes page and the links will all be up there for you to click on. Chuck, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. It's been a joy to get to to talk to you for the guy behind the brand that I've used for so many years. Absolutely fantastic. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. You bet. Thanks so much, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.